0: Welcome to Meanwhile, a journey through the history of comic book movies. I'm your host, James Thompson, and this week's movie is The Adventures of Captain Marvel. Joining me this week is Rachel Goffinay. Now, you might know Rachel as my co-host of my other podcast, Geekspotting, or you may have seen her on her YouTube show, Excessive Enthusiasm. Hi, Rachel. Hello. How's it going? It's going well. Great. So... You're on my uh, very first episode of this show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's a a privilege.
0: Now, for those... You know, this is the first episode, so most of you probably didn't listen to the episode zero, because there's uh, not a movie to watch. Um, So we're (laughs) going to... I'm going to try going through every movie that is based on a comic book. And I'm going to watch it with my friends, and... We're going to just kind of go through the history of comic book movies, like where we were, where we're going, what elements we take from it. Uh, you know, nowadays, what have, what's more, you know, indicative of the period that we just we don't do that anymore. <laughs> we just we just giggle at it and go, oh, 1940s. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna start today with the very first instance of a comic book character. Uh, on the silver screen and that is in the 1941 serial The Adventures of Captain Marvel so this is a serial this isn't a like a theatrical movie this is a sort of a short film uh, or at least it's, it's, it's in sections hence serial
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, where each chapter uh, it, it's, it's a big story but each chapter ends in a cliffhanger that's going to be resolved in the next episode so when you watch Adam West's Batman that's they always had it in two-part episodes where Batman and Robin were caught in some death trap that the Joker had laid and we wouldn't find out if they got out of it until the next episode yeah well this is this one was a 12-part serial so this happened 11 times (laughs) so (laughs) there's 11 cliffhangers that make you want to get back to the next episode. Now these were shown uh before theatrical movies. So when people went to the movies, you would get this, you would get newsreels, you'd get cartoons uh and and the stuff before, I mean not the newsreels but like cartoons and serials, they are made for 10 to 12-year-old boys. So you kind of have to keep that in mind. So if you haven't seen this yet, keep that in mind while you're watching. Like, <laughs> this was actually made for children. Yeah. As most of these should be. But, um, so, have you ever seen a serial before this?
1: I don't think I have. At least, I mean, like, obviously I've seen a lot of the cartoons from back in the day that used to play. Because those used but to But those be were on... all one
0: shots. Like, those yeah. were their own thing. And they, they, they started, they, be- they had a middle beginning and end. And they were its own story.
1: Yeah, like... I've, I think I can safely say I've never seen anything quite like this
0: before. (laughs) I, I've, no, it's funny. I've seen random serials. Yeah. Like, um, mind you, some of them were during like mystery science theater. They might have a little, like one part serial before a movie. Or I had seen a few episodes of the uh, Batman serial from 1943. I want to say it is. Um, so I'm, I'm a little, I've got it a little bit. So I mean, I'm not hugely familiar with uh, serials. So if if you have, if you have seen serials, the best film serials that were ever made were possibly the the three. Flash Gordon epics, and that's the one most people probably have heard of is Flash Gordon. Now a lot of people say that Adventures of Captain Marvel is right underneath that. If not competing for top spot. Flash Gordon's obviously going to be more popular because even Captain Marvel, most people don't know who Captain Marvel even is. Now when I told Rachel that we were going to watch this, I I uh I used his more common name, which is Shazam. Shazam. Sh- Shazam. And Rachel, <laughs> what did what did you think Shazam was at first?
1: Um, I thought it was the movie starring Shaquille O'Neal uh from back in the day.
0: <laughs> the night from the 90s when he yes. was still playing basketball.
1: <laughs> when he was the genie no no no
0: he was a rapping genie uh,
1: that's true that's true I'm sorry I didn't mean to take away from the rapping element
0: but <laughs> it was the nineties after all
1: it was anything could happen
0: in the nineties right um so yeah he was a rapping genie but he was na- he was named Kazam which now when you nice. look back you're like that's a little <laughs> too close um so shazam <laughs> Shazam is uh is his his more cu- common name nowadays but but in the 1940s he was a comic book characters he was a comic book character from uh, Wiz Comics which was uh, printed by Fawcett Publications and Fawcett wanted to make a character to rival Superman so they created Shazam who is essentially he is Superman he looks a lot like Superman except for his uh, his outfit obviously uh and his and the name shazam comes from his it's almost his catchphrase it's his magic uh magic word to turn him from a boy into a man now i'm talking i'm gonna i'm gonna talk a little bit about the comic book for a second um because he is supposed to be a like a 10 or 12 year old boy like the same age as the moviegoers they're supposed to go to this serial and Shazam stands for um, all his powers that he should have so he has the wisdom of Solomon the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus the courage of Achilles and the speed of Mercury which if you take all the uh, Greek and Roman mythology characters that they that I just listed Solomon, Hercules, Atla- Atlas and all that, uh, it spells out Shazam and when he says it he turns into Captain Marvel um uh, Now, D.C. tried suing them because they said, hey, you that's Superman. Basically, you just made Superman and uh, you're encroaching on our on our copyright. And Fawcett Entertainment said, well, technically, all strongmen are based on like Hercules or Popeye, like Superman's based on other things, not just its own thing. So yeah. they actually won that at first. And uh, and eventually, Captain Marvel was bought by DC. They lapsed on the rights and Marvel picked it up. So if you see a comic book named Captain Marvel, it's actually a Marvel comic, not a DC comic. <laughs> so DC was allowed to use the name Captain Marvel. They just couldn't use it on the title of a comic book. So they then used the name Shazam. But I believe now they just call him Shazam. They don't even call him Captain Marvel because it's so confusing. Because Marvel's also had, like, five Captain Marvels since then. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, now, <laughs> since this is a 12-chapter epic, uh, we won't be going plot point by plot point. Cause... Although, I have put it on in the background.
1: It's on mute, so I can just... <laughs> I'm Did you? We're actually recording
0: it. for three and a half hours.
1: No, no, it's not even <laughs> it's not even the full playlist because I couldn't find that one. But yeah. I'm on episode one again. I'm just recapping La-
0: labeled Curse of the Scorpion.
1: Yes. And uh currently we've got a little Billy here.
0: Yeah. Our uh Who's, our, who who looks like he's twenty five.
1: He he like he has an office. There's yes. nothing He's yeah. not a 12-year-old by so, any
0: stretch. So in, in this, he's supposed to be a radio broadcaster, but they don't, like, say that ever. Yeah. He seems like he works for the Expedition Company.
1: Yeah. But he, but
0: he doesn't. <laughs> he just is there all the time. Um, <laughs> in the comics, he is a radio broadcaster, and he's got this little backpack with a with a microphone and headphones, and, and he walks around, and he's a radio broadcaster, and that's what he does. That's He's like the original podcaster. But he's just there all the time, and he and he transmits through radio waves through like wherever he's at. Um, and they they tried to do it in this, but like you just don't get. He uses a radio maybe three times in three and a half hours. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: <Steven>. <laughs> so so the the way the story starts is uh, you're already at an archaeological expedition in Siam, where it's the what are the name? It was uh, oh the Malcolm archaeological expedition that's what they called it uh they're about to go in a tomb and the natives tell the siamese i guess which just sounds weird to say because they don't look they look more middle eastern than eastern yeah. um but, w- but what do i know about siam
1: <laughs> it's just a bunch of white guys it is a bunch
0: of wh- which um <laughs> Which is a very 1940s, like yeah. even the the one character who's named was it Chal- Tall Chitali, Chitali, I think. Yeah, he's he's Indian, maybe. He wears a turban. True, um, yes, and he has a non-distinct foreign accent. It mostly talks like this, and is very shifty-eyed. Yeah,
1: that's why I didn't trust him. <laughs>
0: I he's. think I think that's <laughs> mostly the point. I think he's supposed to be the red herring, which uh watching it in 2015, you're like um, he seems like he's probably the bad guy, but I that uh, feels racist. Yeah. But is 1941 don't... enough racism racist enough to, to actually do it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, this expedition, uh they go into this um they go into this tomb and uh they they find a, like an inner chamber and they've been warned by the natives to not go in there because you're going to upset the god Scorpio and Billy takes that to heart and goes I'm not going to go in the rest go in and uh, the volcano goes off which is the sign that Scorpio is upset and they get trapped in this inner tomb and Billy who's just like off on a side tunnel I guess, <laughs> uh, gets visited by the wizard Shazam, which in the comic books, that is, you know, th- this part right here is, is straight up out of his comic book origin where Shazam says you are worthy of the power of Captain Marvel, uh, to protect the innocent. And in this, in this serial, it's to protect the innocent from the curse of the scorpion. And... You find that in the tomb, there's this golden scorpion with a bunch of lenses. And it, if you align the align the lenses right, they become a weapon, or they can turn rocks to gold?
1: Yeah, that... I didn't understand
0: that. I think... I mean, cause, I mean, it definitely turned rocks to gold. That was the very first thing they did with it.
1: Like, wouldn't you just be able to turn somebody into gold? Yeah. That would have made more cohesive sense, but...
0: But then they had to use it for... I, I think the, the point was they needed it to be more dangerous than just a thing that turned things to gold. I think for 10 to 12 year olds, uh, upsetting economic socio- or economic statuses with uh, <laughs> having too, flooding the market with gold was maybe a little too high of a concept. Yeah. <laughs> they decide this is too... Oh, because they had a scroll. That's how they knew what it did. They found a scroll with the this, this golden scorpion that said wh- what it did. And then uh, which, Scorpion steals it. <laughs> well, they, they uh, first they, they take the lenses and they split it amongst everyone in the expedition. Mm-hmm. Because they figure, you know, we'll get back to the States. We'll figure out what to do with it. But until then, everybody hates the thing. So, yes, the scorpion shows up, which is almost out of nowhere. Like this guy in a in, in a cloak, or what would you call that? It's like a graduation gown with a hood. Yeah, it's
1: <laughs> it's not an efficient costume. So it's it's like this sheen fabric, almost almost like a satin fabric, with the scorpions embroidered on it, and then
0: like a little hood. Yeah, the scorpions are, like, on its pecs. Yeah. It's like, two scorpions. <laughs> like, and some then, bad tattoo.
1: It's like somebody was like, oh, we can we can build upon the ghost costume idea of using a sheet. Yeah. But this time, what we'll do is we'll make it so that you can put your arms through it, and then we'll give you a separate attachment for your head. And so you can see poorly
0: out of the eye holes, and then when you run, you have to lift it. So, at the beginning of the serial, and and, and I've learned that at the beginning of a lot of serials, this is what they do, is they'll, they'll give you the title and some shots and whatever, and then they do a lineup of the major cast. So, like, <laughs> here's Billy Batson, here's Captain Marvel, here's John Malcolm, the head of the Malcolm expedition, and then here's Betty, the love interest and and it's you know so and so so and so whatever the actor's name as billy batson as whitey murphy as betty wallace uh and then the best was the scorpion and had no credit for the actor and it wasn't even like (laughs) i almost wanted to say the scorpion as himself
1: I think that it's what I think that's what it is. It? Scorpion as himself.
0: I if it didn't, I hope it did, and let's just say it did for argument's sake.
1: I don't. So. Uh, I just started the second one. The guillotine. They don't, they
0: don't do it no, right because they just they just do a recap in between. Yeah, episodes. I
1: feel like they do the recap and then they do the credits.
0: Do they? Well, you let me know while it's while it's running. I'll let you know.
1: We're doing a recap right now. You're
0: doing your recap. <laughs> um. So, so the first episode. Uh. The so Scorpion shows up at this fire or starts at the st- shows up at the camp. He starts a fire. Uh, he gets the Siamese to attack. I'm gonna use Siamese instead of natives because I think it sounds funnier. Yeah. Uh, the okay. volcano erupts. They think their god Sc- Scorpio has spoken. Uh, Billy Batson shows up as Captain Marvel and then there's a bunch of fighting. And, and we might like scan over some stuff like that because it's just like it's it ends up being a cliffhanger. Um, Resolution at the beginning of the episode, a actual plot, a fight scene that leads to another cliffhanger that will be resolved next week. Like that's every, that's your your, that's what every episode is like. Yeah. So in this one, the the cliffhanger is like, Whitey and Betty, who are both supposed to be about Billy's age. Uh, Betty is the he's a secretary. Yes, she's uh, uh, the, uh, main sec- secretary. the main Yeah, the main guy's secretary. She is uh, in a car with Whitey, who I don't know what Whitey does. What is? I do wh- Is he just Whitey like a do? driver? Because he always seems to be there with a car. He, he's Billy's friend. That's about as far as I can go. I, he's he's definitely like supposed to be the lovable sidekick. <laughs> hey, hey, Billy! Oh, look at me! I'm Whitey. Which <laughs> oh man, what a great name that is. Whitey, what's, what was his full name? Whitey Murphy. Uh, within the first chapter, there's a few things that I I know I always thought was funny, or that I thought was funny. So like Billy Batson, who's supposed to be like 10, 12, whatever. Uh, definitely like 20 years old, and looks almost the exact same in size and shape as Captain Marvel.
1: hmm
0: And the only thing that changes is his voice. His voice is just, like, a little bit lower. Like, Billy definitely talks like this. Shazam! You know? Yeah. But but Captain Marvel as much... Like, yeah, they almost could have been played by the same guy.
1: Yeah, I don't know why they didn't. I guess it's... I guess that's, well, like, he definitely Superman is, thing, too. I mean, he I guess he
0: is taller. Um, At least when He's they... He's
1: taller with more muscles.
0: Right. But they... I mean, I guess that's good. He should look like an older person. But I... I don't know. I kind of wanted it to be a kid. But that's... That's the... That's the, uh, part of me that reads comics that wants, like, I, I, and I know while I do this whole journey of comic book movies, like, they have to adapt things. You know how hard it is to get, like, once you start watching it, it's a li- you see why. You can't yeah. have an eight-year-old in the middle of a gunfight with natives <laughs> and expeditioners.
1: Right. And he can't, he's not gonna be tossing bodies. No. <laughs> or he's, like breaking guns in half. I was gonna
0: say he's old enough to have a gun. Billy is, not Captain Marvel. Billy is old enough to have a gun, he's old enough to have a plane and a pilot's yeah. license, and then they need him to drive a car often. <laughs> Which for me, um I mean granted, this is golden age of comics, so it's it's this is the time where uh you you could have the main character kill someone and it was fine if it was a bad because they were bad guys they were just they were bad guys uh but it wasn't campy yet so it was a little darker but these comics but i think they're darker only when we look back and go oh wow oh wow he just killed a man like captain marvel kills men in this he'll throw someone off a building and you're like
1: oh yeah he's like throwing guys through
0: windows and he'll somebody will shoot at him and he'll be like oh that's not that doesn't stand I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to beat you up, sir, just because yeah. you shot at me. Oh, you. You're going to get a whooping. Right? So the cliffhanger, let's get back to that from the first one. This, now, this is very, um, it's almost at this point a cliche of like a cliffhanger where a, a car is going across a bridge that has dynamite on it, and it explodes, and we see the car fall before it cuts away and then goes come back next week for chapter two the guillotine that's what it was called the Mm -hmm. guillotine and uh when you come back the next week you know they resolve the cliffhanger so in this one you you would assume at least with maybe modern day uh special effects and whatever that captain marvel would swoop in because Captain Marvel's about to get attacked by a bunch of natives. So you're like, oh, no, Captain Marvel's going to get attacked by natives. This car is falling. He's not going to be able to save them. But they come back. Captain Marvel goes, oh, no, natives, and flies away. Like, yeah. <laughs> this old cliffhanger was like, oh, no, man, I'm just going to go this way. And well, and
1: he, he doesn't even stop the car. The car goes into the that's water. That's the thing.
0: I was very surprised to see the car actually fall into the water. And then he mm-hmm. went into the water to save them.
1: Right, which, like, I mean, granted, yeah, it's the 1940s. It's a comic. But don't you think they, they would have had, like, lacerations of sorts? Eh, like, some sort of head trauma it, from the fall?
0: It almost is, um, I mean, and it is, this is an older method of filmmaking where everything's a little tougher. You know, like, if, if they were in the car, they were fine. Yeah. You know? Um, if they were to just fall into the water, they'd be fine. Uh, but then... Nowadays, we've seen, so, like, as time goes on, there's certain elements of filmmaking they have become more and more realistic, and a car going into water is definitely one of those things. Yeah. Uh, it's a very dangerous situation, whereas this, it, it's dangerous, but you don't see underwater shots of Betty and, and Whitey trying to get out, you know? When Billy does turn into Captain Marvel, there is often... You know, fight scenes. And these are, uh, at least in the 1940s, you know, in these serials, the fight scenes are all wide shots. Yeah. They don't cut on action. They just, they kind of let it play out like it's a stage fight. Um, So what do you, what did you think about the the fighting?
1: The fighting, it's, it's very old fashioned, rough and tough. Like, I'm going to give you a whooping boy. (laughs) Captain Marvel's like punching people he shot that gun and then he just tosses the gun (laughs) yeah that is a machine gun that is an
0: old um (laughs) that is an old sort of joke though is is at least with superman is that he would get fired at five or six times without flinching and then as soon as the guy threw the gun he'd duck out of the way yeah and captain marvel does that as well so i guess captain marvel did it first maybe
1: Captain Marvel did it first. He just threw a guy off a bridge. Of course he did. No problem. Of course he did. Just tossed him. The head bonks. So. So. so (laughs) Billy
0: at least once every episode. Starting in maybe two or three. No, in the second second one he definitely definitely gets knocked out. And
1: I think he gets knocked out in the first one too because he wakes up in the tent and then they're like, (laughs) bonk. And then they tie him up. He's always getting hit in the head and tied up.
0: Yep. It's... It uh it's it's always one swift hit to the back of the head.
1: Yeah, and then he's out like a light. So Billy, Betty, various other parties bound and the, gagged. Which, the main form of getting them is just like a bonk on the back of the head with the butt of your pistol. And then if you get like a nice little like printed uh mouth gag, and then um you know, some, just standard rope. Right,
0: right. Now, this is very uh, – it's funny. If you've ever seen um, Dudley Do-Right, mm-hmm. that's what this whole situation is based on, the whole being bound and gagged and having to save someone at the very last minute. Usually, it wasn't you know was Dudley Do-Right. It was the damsel in distress. Yeah. But Billy also got and, – and he got gagged, but, like, it was weird because they didn't know that he – A, that he turned into Captain Marvel – and they didn't know, B, that he had to say a magic word to turn into Captain Marvel.
1: And if you can't say the magic word when you're gagged, right.
0: so you it's, can't turn it's, into it's him. Fu- I mean, you know, nitpicky, but, you know, it's still. <laughs> it's like, why would you gag him? Who cares? He's in the middle. Like, the one they are tied up and gagged. The first time that Billy's definitely gagged is on the, t- the bomb testing range. Him and Betty are in a are in a shack. This is one of the, this is another one of the cliffhangers. This one's a good one where uh planes are coming to <laughs> test bombs and they're in a shack that like starts falling apart and he finally like the cliffhanger shows none of this, but the so so the cliffhanger shows Betty's trying to call Captain Marvel on a radio cuz the bad guys want Captain Marvel to come and yeah. Bill, they know that he has some connection with Billy. They don't know what, but there's some connection there. And Billy wakes up right before all the stuff starts falling. The cliffhanger resolution is: oh, actually, some of the debris hit Betty in the head, knocking her out. Because yeah. that's what happens. Uh, nobody has any long-term mental effects, so don't worry. <laughs> They're not NFL football <laughs> players, so they'll be fine. And and oops. and Billy and Billy uh, gets out of his gag. To say the magic word and and rescue Betty. Like, it's just like they... It's almost a cheat, is how I feel. Where they go, oh, by the way, uh, you know where you literally saw them die? Yeah, we forgot to give you a couple of shots. Yeah. Uh, There's this one where he actually turns into the superhero. And this other one where you've got about 30 seconds of him. (laughs) Shazam! And then picks up Betty and runs out. Like, that's all all he needed. Yeah. But the... The, so the way the story has goes at this point is uh they're they're back in the United States uh a lot of the expedition members have their lenses and what's nice about the serial is that in each episode it seems like a different person's lens is being uh aimed after by the scorpion mm-hmm. the first one uh mr carlyle is his name they They follow him from the, like, the headquarters of the expedition group. uh, Or I'm going to call him the Cabal, because that's just easier to say. (laughs) So this little Cabal, they meet all the time to talk about all the issues that are going on. And the one guy leaves to go back to his house. And the Scorpion's goons, who just look like 1940s goons, you know, nice suits and a nice car. And they go and rough someone up real good. Follow him to his house to get the lens from him. And that's where the first one starts. And that guy dies and they get his lens and then they go to the next person until they realize that the scorpion. So the, the, the mystery of the scorpion runs through this entire thing. And I'll give it to this. They were, they did it really well because they got to a point where they realized, oh, somebody within this organization, Knows who's... They know every move we're making, so one of us has to be the scorpion. And I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. It was a well-thought-out mystery, and as the people keep getting whittled down, you're... Well, <laughs> well, one, you start actually recognizing who some of the people are, because when this started, it was definitely uh just a cast of white men with mustaches yep they all look alike old white men in mustaches that could be interchangeable and as this keeps going on you're like oh now we can start guessing who's who uh, just like trying to guess it based on how they react to different situations yeah and I don't know about you but I I, man and and it was really it was really his performance with Chal- Chital- Tal Chitali Tal, Tal Chitali <laughs> think that's how you say his name he was like i mean he was just supposed to be your red herring yeah he was supposed to i and i I think it's because he's foreign and shifty eyed but they were all a little shifty eyed but he was always like seriously like back and forth and back and forth like i almost wanted a close-up of his eyes just scanning um but i mean that's that's the majority of the plot like there's there's little things that happen in between um basically putting Betty in danger, putting Whitey in danger, putting Billy in danger, and Captain Marvel saving the day in each one. At the end of the cliffhanger for two, it's this really weird... This is one of those two where it's Carlisle has this... No, it's not Carlisle. I believe it's the goons' headquarters because they're trying to rough him up for information. Yeah. If, If he goes through this doorway, anybody... They get tased, essentially, but like old school tased. Like they just do some smoke and make it seem like he got electrocuted, I guess. Yeah. And it knocks Which... him out.
1: <laughs> Captain Marvel
0: can't. Yeah, Captain apparently... Marvel cannot handle electricity, even though he's yeah. kind of made of thunder.
1: He's impervious to bullets, but not electricity. Not a,
0: not a little shock. Because he definitely gets shocked quite a few times. Yeah. Uh, so when he gets shocked, uh, he lands on this conveyor belt. And the conveyor belt has a guillotine at the end. So when he gets to the end of it, shink! And that's how the cliffhanger ends, is with you seeing the guillotine fall. Now, knowing enough about Captain Marvel and, you know, essentially Superman, I knew, like, obviously he's gonna be fine. This blade shouldn't hurt him. But it was a definite cartoonish cutout of Captain Marvel in the guillotine, that just made me laugh so hard. Because I was like, of course it looks wily e. Coyote-ish. What were some of your favorite moments in this?
1: Oh, man. There are so many. Definitely the head bonks.
0: Oh, man. You love the head bonks.
1: Oh, the head bonks are my favorite. Anytime Captain Marvel throws somebody.
0: Oh, just straight or, up, like, deadlifts them?
1: Yeah, just like, he's you can st- tell it's a dummy. But it's like, he just, like, tosses them and he's like such brute strength and it's
0: such an old school way of doing things that you're like yeah get it And and tom tyler is the name of the the guy who plays captain america or captain america sorry captain marvel um he's like a strong man oh the time yeah and he did some um uh westerns he was a westerns actor Oh. Uh so that was that was interesting. But yeah, no, he definitely he definitely does they do that. That's like an old yeah, like an old school like an old like in the 1940s. It's a serial's way of fighting. Is it just straight up pick someone up and toss them? They definitely use dummies very well. Yeah. Uh I love it. I love it when they toss a dummy. I love it when they throw a dummy off of something and it's obviously a dummy. Uh but the best was the flying sequences?
1: <gasps> yes. He's got no core strength at all, <laughs> and like when he's leaping from something, it's generally just like a a diagonal fall.
0: When he does his his takeoff, yeah, Is that we about,
1: <laughs> and then like then they'll cut to him flying normal, but so those those wide shots. They had and, a stunt
0: man actually do the. Uh, like a lot of the jumping parts or like the oh. landings. It was a guy named Dave Sharp would do that part of it. And then, um, yes, the the actual flying was a seven-foot dummy made out of paper mache. <laughs> they put a unit, like I put an outfit around it, and then they just ran, ran strings on it. Like they had wires attached to like the shoulders and the feet, and yeah. they just... It just went, and and you know it's funny because like some of them I, I giggled. There were there were a little bit of there was a little bit of rear project, projection to make him look like he was flying. That one that wasn't bad. I mean that's very, you know, it's very standard. It's, it's yeah. standard, yeah. I mean nineteen forties. That's what that's what you do. Uh, the dummy was a little because uh, it's so stiff. Like it looked silly, and it's the first shot that they show you is this <laughs> thing, uh, and and. I gotta give it to him. There was one shot that I thought was fantastic, and it was a guy running through a field. Like, he's running away from the house, (laughs) and Captain Marvel jumps, and then they go to the dummy, and the dummy is... It's like going with him in real time, and it's catching up to him, and then they cut to the other guy, like, falling on him. Yeah. And I actually liked that. It actually made me excited. Like, I kind of, a little bit, I kind of, for, you know, you, I mean, I didn't forget, but I kind of forgot that it was a dummy just chasing a dude. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But that's just me. I mean, it's it's one you have to kind of ignore the fact it's so low budget. <laughs> but but
1: they, they make it work for how low do. budget it is. They
0: really do. I really, I enjoyed it.
1: Oh, these are also great. And I just keep thinking about how Betty is always getting herself into these situations.
0: <laughs> she is definitely the dem- the damsel in distress in this.
1: Yeah, which is so funny cuz she's Malcolm's secretary, but like she's constantly getting into these these situations where like she's tied up or bonked on the head. I mean, You're it's like, it's a little bit
0: her. She's got that little bit of Lois Lane in her. But some of it yeah. is definitely Billy being like, hey, you need to go do this thing. Yeah, Billy. It's Billy's fault. What are you fault. doing, man? It's like, I'm going to go use her as a as a little bit of a trap. Betty Wallace, Whitey Murphy, and John Malcolm, so her boss, they mm-hmm. all uh, didn't exist in the comic books until after this serial oh the only characters that that existed uh before were obviously billy batson and captain marvel and the wizard shazam but and then after that uh the three of them made an appearance uh it was called captain marvel and the temple of (laughs) it's that's my best it's it's Wiz comics number 22 um thanks and they made several appearances in the 1970s uh DC comics when they took captain marvel so they they showed up a few times yeah but uh they, they as far as i could tell those were the only characters that actually showed up so like the scorpion's not a not a villain of captain marvel in the books he is purely made for this and it's and it's funny to like go back and think about it cuz he wasn't He was basically trying to harness the the native sphere of the god Scorpio, and I guess he was supposed to be, like, his messenger? Scorpio's? Oh. Like, right? Because, I mean, why else would he dress up in a scorpion outfit and try stealing the scorpion?
1: Right, yeah, like that.
0: Which is just weird to be in America doing that. So he's dealing with all these goons with a mask on. And it gets to point. I, I if I if I recall, so it you know spoilers obviously. <laughs> well, we've gone through <laughs> enough of this. Um, it ends up being Bentley. Is that the guy's name?
1: I think so. The thin mustache guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I only know him as the thin mustache. It's hard though because there were so <laughs> many guys that you're like I don't I don't know who anybody's names were. Yes, uh, Bentley ended up being Professor Luther Bentley. Ended up being the Scorpion, and he. I believe at one point gets attacked by his own goons oh yeah um cause he tries to tell them something and they knock him out with one fell whack to the head um and when I was like kinda going through it again I was like wait a minute that's the scorpion they just knocked the scorpion out how did he not take it out on those goons <laughs> boss's orders you know the boss said we gotta go get this Bentley guy um, so not the best plan. Um, but I did like that, uh, Captain Marvel, or I guess Billy took a goon who he goes, you've heard you, who's a scorpion. He goes, I don't, I don't know. I've never seen his face. <laughs> and he goes, well, you've heard his voice, right? And he goes, yeah. Well, could you recognize his voice? Well, I think so. And. They so Billy brings him back to the cabal, the like big group of the all the the archaeologists that meet, and he go and he has them all talk, and he goes, he's heard the the scorpion. So which one of you guys are the scorpion? And the guy stares at them all, and and for me, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is brilliant. He totally got him. The guy chickens out and goes, I'm sorry, I can't do this. And yeah. and all the all the all the old men are like, oh Billy, you're wasting our time. It's like this dude's the scorpion's killing you guys. He's, lit, he's literally killing you guys, and you don't care that we might have a witness to who it might be. Yeah. And as they're all leaving, the Scorpion actually hands him a note to, like, basically, here, come to this place, and uh, we'll... It's a booby trap for Captain Marvel, or a booby trap for Billy. And it actually kills the goon, which is... I love. That's what I love about this golden age stuff. <laughs> the, the guy just kills his own goon just to put the bat the good guy in a buoy trap. Yeah. But it was brilliant. Like it, these, there are actual moments of tension and there's, and there's well, they're well crafted moments of just like, there was another one where, uh, uh, the scorpion got shot in the hand. Who shot him? Was it Betty? I think Betty shot him in the hand. Mm -hmm. she did yes and Billy comes because once again the group's meeting because they meet in almost every episode (laughs) Billy comes up and goes oh I need everybody to sign this paper someone ever needs to sign this clipboard I've got for I don't don't know like sometimes you just don't get the reason like sign this so they all go around and they're all signing it and everyone's hands are fine but one guy has a bandage and I don't remember which guy it is at this point I think it was Lang maybe I don't know
1: yeah, and then it, it turned out it wasn't even.
0: <laughs> we don't. We know. We never find out the reason. Yeah, they they do like a like a wipe or a, a fade where they like time has passed, and they're like, "Well, I guess that's a pretty good reason why you have a bandage on your hand." <laughs> but the but the whole scene beforehand was nice and tense, and you're trying. You know, you think they they do a good job of making you think you're about to find out who the scorpion is.
1: Yeah, and then you
0: don't, and it's all very um, obvious—or I mean, obvious—but like logical things that Billy should be trying. You know? Yeah. So I I I appreciate all this, and in a 1940 serial too. Like I I, I get why this is a very popular serial to watch.
1: It's a good one. It's enjoyable. Like once you get over like the campy of like the 1940s way of doing things. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's it's actually quite enjoyable to watch. I'm on the the one where he's flying the plane now.
0: <laughs> and he's flying just like, oh, look at me. I'm flying a plane. I'm Billy. Oh,
1: nobody's bothered to radio today. It's been kind of quiet. <laughs> That's weird. I, I
0: love that one too because he, uh, there's a bomb in his plane and Whitey's trying to warn him but his radio wire's cut and, yeah. and in the... Cliffhanger! This plane blows up. Just straight up blows up. And in the resolution, you realize they, they add a co- uh, shot where he goes, oh, look, my wires are undone. And he just like twists them together. And his radio works. And he hears the end where Whitey happens to tell him that there's a bomb going off in a minute like gives him the time the location like gives him all the information he was trying to give him happens to do it right at the end. <laughs> and then he jumps out. He goes, "Oh yeah, Shazam" and jumps out. Yeah. The Shazam uh transformations I thought were really nice. So in the, in the comics it's supposed to be like a bolt of lightning comes down and strikes Billy and he turns into Shazam or turns into Captain Marvel. And obviously they're not they didn't do a lightning bolt effect.
1: No. It was
0: more of a, a just a puff of smoke. Billy disappears and Captain Marvel's just standing there, which it works. Totally works. Like, what else do you need? You know, you don't need to overdo it or anything.
1: Yeah. Like, as long as you're keeping it simple, you're good.
0: The reason this got made um, was that they tried making a serial out of Superman. They approached. It was it was DC at the time, but it, they were called National Periodical Publications, and uh, they passed. They didn't want to make a Superman serial, so they turned that script into a different serial called Mysterious Doctor Satan. <laughs> Which, I don't know, maybe one day I'll go and actually watch that. And then they approached uh, Fawcett to see if they wanted to make one from Captain Marvel because at one time, Captain Marvel was actually outselling Superman. Oh. So, which is why DC, or National, tried to get them pulled for, for, uh, you know, copping on their style. Yeah. Uh, after all these episodes happen, uh, a lot of the expedition starts getting picked off one by one until it's it's essentially three people. It's Tal Chitali, uh Malcolm, the, the head of the expedition, and uh, who did we decide it was actually? Um, Bentley. Bentley. And it's Bentley. Yes. So there's one shot of two guys in pith helmets, which are Bentley and Malcolm. And you can't see their faces and one shoots the other dead. So you're like, oh my goodness, it's either it's so the bad guy's not Tal chitali. It's either it's either Bentley or it's Malcolm, and we don't know who's who. And well we find out it's Bentley because we've said it earlier. Um, mm-hmm. so Bentley has all the lenses, he's got the scorpion. Holly knows is that Billy is Captain Marvel, because he saw him change from a distance, and he decides, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get billy to change or to to teach me the secret of how to turn into captain marvel because he thinks it's something which why why wouldn't he you know why would he think it's a magic word bestowed to him upon a wizard like that's nobody would assume that yeah um so they are are they in the they're in the mountain
1: i think yeah i think they're in the
0: mountain at they're that tied point. up in a mountain uh the natives are surrounded they're back in siam to get the last lens, because one of the guys hid his lens back in the in the tomb, which I guess mm-hmm. is fine. It just seems like a weird, like nobody would actually do that. Um, like, yeah, when you guys want to get it, we'll we'll have to go back to Siam to get it, but we'll go get it. Uh, yeah, they they're about to disintegrate um, Betty. He threatens the Scorpion. Threatens to, to disintegrate Betty and. He goes unless you turn into or show me how to turn into Captain Marvel, and he goes, "Well, tell you, well, I'll show you, Shazam!" <laughs> and he turns into it, and then you know, fight, fight, fight. Uh, one of the one of the natives sees that, like they they unmask Scorpion to show it's Bentley. So the natives are like, "Oh, you're some white guy. You are not. You're not Scorpio. You're not Scorpio's henchman. You know, you don't yeah. you don't speak for our god." Uh, so he gets disintegrated by... Our, so, like, Captain Marvel doesn't even beat the bad guy. <laughs> it, it ends Somebody up being, like, the number one native. Yeah. Um. And so Shazam's... Le- or uh, Captain Marvel's like, Oh, so now we'll destroy this golden scorpion so that it doesn't fall into the wrong hands ever again. And he throws it in the lava, and then he just turns back into Billy. And Tal Chitali just knows things because he's indian question mark he goes mm-hmm. oh now that uh the idol is destroyed it doesn't need a protector anymore and you don't need to be captain marvel so he's just not super powered anymore
1: so yeah they're like you're good you've done everything
0: that you needed right, to right so this movie just hits it and quits it they're like you're a super powered human being for about uh, no, a month and you're done yeah which is also weird we don't do that nowadays. You have to leave things open.
1: But I think oh, I miss the days of tying loose ends.
0: Yeah. Because it does end with, with Whitey and Betty and Billy, like, skipping, like, the end of Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Off into the distance.
1: They're just They're just happy. They're well, just well, so happy. let's go back.
0: Yeah, I know your boss is dead <laughs> and none of us have a job, but. dun dun you know. nah. Tal's just hanging out with the natives. He's like, I don't know. I guess I'll stay here. I don't right. I don't know what my job was anyway. I was just—I yeah. guess he's their guide, but it's like, what are you doing back in America with him? You know? <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. There's, there's—that's the type of things we think about nowadays that they didn't really worry about back then. Um, but yeah, so it just ends with with Billy just being Billy, and then you don't see the week after. He just goes into a spiral because he's not strong anymore. He can't help anyone. Yeah. He hears cries of people getting mugged in the street and he just goes I can't help or he gets stabbed that could be <laughs> he does help he gets stabbed and that's how his story ends
1: he's, he's sprightly so I feel like he'd be able to put up a few oh yeah punches, no he can so. fight
0: he can definitely fight but he's not you know he kind of forgets he says Shazam in the middle of the fight and then somebody stabs him yeah that's how Billy ends <laughs> the only movie yeah. Billy because comic book Billy still is Captain Marvel and perpetually 12 years old Yes. A little more backstory. Captain Marvel first appeared in Wiz Comics number two from Fawcett Comics. And oddly enough, it was the first Wiz Comics that was ever published, even though it's called number two. Oh, oh, that's weird. Uh, number one was called an, uh, what's called an Ashcan copy. Like they made mm-hmm. it to pimp it around. They want They wanted somebody to print it. So it's like, here's a sort of a test copy. To see if you like it. And apparently they never printed it. They just went to number two instead. Oh, they were just like, well, nobody will question it. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the time, like you didn't have uh, completionists or, you know, people trying to collect the whole thing. You know, you didn't have collectors at the time. You just had people who bought comics. So when you got a picture of it's Captain Marvel, like throwing a car against a wall, mm-hmm. um, like baseball style, like chucking a chucking a car. Uh, that's, oh, yeah, look at this strong man. You know? Then, you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. So then this became... So this almost became the first... The first uh, appearance was almost Superman, which I feel like most people probably assume that Superman would be the first comic book character on screen. Now, this is comic book characters, not comic strip characters or uh, superheroes in general. I, I don't think there were any superheroes before this, but there may have been a comic strip turned into a serial you know like Dick Tracy is actually a comic strip and I, I think they made one later I don't think there was one earlier but for example I don't want you know if anybody if, if, if I'm wrong you know someone call me out on it I would love to love to know if that was not true yes Um. but I, I went and read a couple of the Captain Marvel comics and it's interesting it's very interesting I mean he has this, like, decrepit old man that is his nemesis for the first handful of issues. And it's just... It's it's very, like... Uh, the, the, the the comics are a uh, series of stories. So one issue of Wiz Comics has Captain Marvel and then Spy Smasher and then Vigilante and, like, a bunch of comics all in one. So you, when you bought a book, you didn't buy one part of one story from one character, you bought multiple stories from multiple characters, but they were finished? Like, it was one story. It didn't have a cliffhanger.
1: Gotcha. Um, which, that's kind of clever. Which,
0: I mean, that makes more sense at the time. They, they. I mean, you didn't really count on people coming back, I guess. Yeah. Uh, And then later... Captain Marvel actually was one of the I guess one of the first that would have a multi story arc. So each story was its own, but he was dealing with a like a larger story arc amongst those comics. So like what we would say just like, oh yeah, six issue arc. He was the first one to do it, but I think the stories were a little more complete. You know? Like ours they're a little bit, but usually you still got to read six issues to get the whole thing going, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. I thought I thought this was fun. I thought this was a fun a fun one to start with, definitely. Oh no, it was it was a treat. I'm glad uh, I'm glad I got to do it. I, and I I think in f- f- in uh, upcoming episodes, I probably am gonna start talking about the first time we see things, you know. Mm-hmm. But since this was the first one, it's all new. The first yeah. time a character is flown, the first time a character changed, to, you know, had to, had, to, had to look both ways before changing into a costume, you know, had to keep a secret identity like all all the great tropes are already in this one. Um, so we'll have to wait until uh, next week's to see if there's any more anything new that we haven't seen in this. But um, so, yeah, any any uh, closing thoughts that you would.
1: Um, no, just uh even if you're even if you're not that interested, you should still watch it because it's uh it's definitely it's good to see how things were done in the day. Yeah. It's good to see how far we've come, and it's also good to just see the original beginnings of how things how things
0: worked. Right. I I mean, it, it's I I'm always one to watch this. I'm a completionist. So Yeah it's nice to start at the beginning and it's even easier because all these are so old they're in the public domain and you can find the DVDs online like you can buy them they're really expensive but they're, everything's on YouTube all yeah, of these serials are on YouTube <laughs> so so if you want to keep watching or keep listening to the show uh, the first probably dozen episodes every serial is going to be on YouTube most likely or archive.org also has them um, oh. Which is uh, uh things that have fallen into public domain. They like upload them to this website. Uh, so yeah, no, that this I think was a very good episode to start with. So if you haven't seen The Adventures of Captain Marvel or at least you're interested in uh, serials, this is a very good place to start because I'm sure as this list goes on, they're probably gonna go uh, downhill, probably pretty fast. <laughs> I have a, I have the list here, and and I'm sure I'm sure they're not going to get much better. Yeah, maybe equal, you know, maybe maybe close to equal, but they're they're definitely not going to get better. But yes, uh, so thank you, Rachel, for sitting in watching the adventures of Captain Marvel with me.
1: Absolutely, thank you for having me.
0: No problem. We'll try doing these every couple of weeks. Uh, get to give you time, especially at the beginning here, because these are like three and a half hour, four hour things. We'll try delving into the, a little bit of the history to see who these characters are, because I know next week uh, we're going to watch Spice Smasher, Ooh. which is another Faucet Publications character, and I don't know anything about Spice Smasher, so I need to find out who Spice Smasher is. <laughs> He's got a great name. That's all I know. Yeah. No, that's a really cool name. <laughs> so, uh, so yes. Thank you, Rachel, for joining us. Absolutely. So, you can follow us on Twitter at meanwhile podcast and on instagram where i will be posting pictures of the movies that we're watching so you can see you can see billy and captain marvel and them roughing up guys and i'll, I'll put a little pictures up or even you know screenshots of uh of some of the funny stuff like a dude getting hit in the head <laughs> over and over and over again uh so yeah I guess uh, hopefully you liked it, so subscribe, and we'll see you next week for Spy Smasher.